guys, it's Melissa. Since we're an independent podcast, your support means the absolute world, whether that's on social media, in a podcast review, or a word of mouth recommendation. If you've been enjoying this podcast and would like to take it a step further, I now have a support feature where you can contribute a one-time donation at whichever price you'd like. Click the link in the episode description to learn more. Thanks guys, now enjoy the show. The Sisterhood of the Bottomless Mimosa. What's up, friends? This is your host, Melissa, and welcome back to the Mimosa Sisterhood podcast. Tonight, we've got another episode of our Everyday Woman segment, and this is our fifth episode in the series. Woo! That's super, super exciting. I am seriously loving this new segment for the show, and I think it's the perfect missing piece that this podcast needed. I'm super blown away by all the women that we've covered on the show so far, and honestly, just super honored that they were willing to be so honest and vulnerable with me about their lives and their personal stories. I'm truly just completely grateful and I'm so excited that I started this segment and I really really hope everybody's been enjoying it as much as I have and if you have been enjoying it tell your friends about it and maybe share your favorite episode with somebody that you think it would really resonate with the whole point of this segment is to highlight and celebrate the voices of the everyday woman and there's no what better way to do that than to share these episodes with your friends or your social media followers. So send it over to your best gal pal and let's get this party rocking. And on that note, let's introduce our next guest. She's a blogger based out of Cincinnati, Ohio. And to me, she's practically a millennial superhero because she's the mom of three boys and a husband, all trapped under one roof during a global pandemic. I have no clue how she does it or really anybody does it, Um, but I am super excited to hear all about it. So let's give it up to Shelby Todd. Hi, Shelby. Hi. I am so excited. Oh my gosh, just hearing your voice, I'm like, what the heck? (laughs) I just have absolutely loved listening to your podcast, and it's like so surreal that I'm even here. Right? You're like, you just sat with me through an intro, an intro you've heard like 50 times over the past couple years, except for you're actually like with me doing it. It was so awesome. I feel like I was just staring like, oh, my God, a glistening tear like came down my eye. (laughs) Well, so I think it's worth telling all of our listeners that you were literally our very first organic fan of the show. Yes. Which, like, that's wild. So this show, we've been doing it since 2018, and we didn't do a lot of promoting when we first started. We were just kind of like, we're friends, and we're going to do a podcast together, and that's it. And somehow I like pitched my podcast to you via Twitter, which is so weird because I never use Twitter and Twitter is like an alien universe to me that I avoid at all costs. And somehow that happens. I'm telling you it was divine intervention because (laughs) I don't even ever use Twitter. But if anyone is like ever feeling lonely and like you just want your notifications to go crazy, ask for podcast recommendations on Twitter. And it was like a flooding. I was like, what is happening? Oh, my God. I just asked for podcast recommendations. And now it's like a thousand comments. 
or however even tweets however twitter works and what's funny is you're the only podcast that i listen to out of all of those recommendations for whatever reason like you have a really good pitch like i was just like okay this is the one i'm gonna listen to and then i had listened to i think every single episode you had in like a week (laughs) that is phenomenal like that's insane and some i remember you posted us in your story and literally cj and i dropped dead on the floor and we were like there is a human (laughs) being in the world that we don't know and not only did they listen they found us somehow and then they listened and they're telling their friends about it and they like us like we didn't even pay this person to pretend (laughs) like this is real life like how in the fuck like honestly i swear to god shelby the level of excitement that we experienced in that moment was something that I probably won't experience for a very long time because it was like that first moment when we were like holy shit we aren't just like recording into empty black space like somebody heard it and they liked it and it was so validating I loved it (laughs) (laughs) it was so validating and it was honestly just like everything you needed so even just a note to anybody else in the world listening like if you ever like something tell the person because that goes so fucking far like you have no idea like that was what we needed to be like okay we're gonna keep doing this because it's working it's working it's resonating like what the hell so yeah thank you you're a first literal fan of the show and now you're here recording with me so that's fucking awesome it really is it really really is okay so you're a blogger and you're based out of cincinnati ohio Yes. And uh, your platform is called D Dots, and uh, people fucking love you. You have a great Instagram page. Your website oh is pop, lock, and dropping. <laughs> You're too sweet. <laughs> and you founded the Cincinnati Bloggers Community, which is so freaking cool. So, first, I want to start by just being like, how did you decide to get into blogging? How did you like. I mean, I feel like you're pretty successful in your, like, I feel like blogging is something that, like, most people want to do. Only a handful of them actually pull the trigger and do it. And then an even smaller percentage of those people are successful. And I feel like you've accomplished all three. And then not only with just that, you went on to, like, create your own community of bloggers in Cincinnati, which is so cool. So how did you get started? And, like, tell me how you were inspired to start this community and kind of just how has it all unfolded over the years? Well, I think the biggest thing of like anything that you do that's successful is it definitely takes time. Um, It doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. So it has been a long time. Like I've been at this forever, what it feels like. And what actually started it was my epilepsy diagnosis. So when I got diagnosed with epilepsy in 2015, I started going to art therapy as like a way to deal with like what was happening and like what was changing with my life and that kind of sprung into like journaling and I actually started blogging on tumblr which I feel like that's almost like a twitter for me like I have no idea I don't even know like if I got on tumblr right now I would be like what is this it's like r.i.p tumblr does it even exist I have no idea (laughs) (laughs) I I remember tumblr but I don't like know if it's even a thing anymore is it gone is it like vine I I haven't been on there, but I feel like it's definitely like an emo space. So it was perfect for me to like (laughs) 
just get on there and be like, I'm dealing with something, but I didn't tell anyone. So I would write like my blog passages or whatever blog posts over there. And it just felt good for me to like write it, send it out into the universe and like kind of like be anonymous, like not even tell anyone I'm writing. And after a while, I went back to work and started working for um, a magazine and I was selling print ads. And this is like, it, it's not like happening. Like it's so hard <laughs> to sell print ads in a magazine. And it was like, like I was like making pennies, but it felt good. Like the work felt really good. And I was working with these, like, small business clients, and I felt like I was, like, a part of their team. Like, I really wanted them to be successful. And I also really wanted to sell these print ads in this magazine. So I would almost, like, sell myself with the ad. Like, okay, you know, you get your ad space, and I'll come and bring my family, and we can make a YouTube video of, like, my kids playing at your, like, indoor water park or, you know, whatever it was. And I was like, and I'll share it on my social media. So that kind of sparked creating D-Dots of what it is, is that website. And that's where I would put, like, I finally put my epilepsy story out for everyone else to hear and then started doing, like, the mommy blogger stuff. That is wild. I had no idea you worked for a magazine. That's pretty cool. It was really, really great. It was a really great learning experience. But, yeah, selling print ads... (laughs) in this day and age is like oh yeah I had to turn it into some you know into something digital and give these people something like that what an entrepreneurial (laughs) mind that you would be like fuck that I'm gonna figure it out yeah which it still was terrible because it's like I would sell this ad spend my time and energy going to these places with my kids editing these videos and putting this stuff out and still just making the commission off of the ad like nothing extra And I was trying to tell the owner of the magazine, like, this mommy blogger thing is, like, a big deal. Like, your print ads are great, but if a mom can go somewhere and then put on social media that she took her kids there and they had a blast, like, game over. Like, that's all, that's all it is. And they did not believe me, like, didn't think, like, it was really going to be a thing. And I just had this gut feeling, like, this is where it's about to be. Like, this is where the money's at. I started looking for another job just because I didn't feel, well, first off, I wasn't making, like, anything. But um, after having those conversations and them just being like, no, like, that's not going to happen. And I'm like, hello, like, the world is changing. Everything's going digital. And, um, yeah, I feel like my story is, like, such a roller coaster ride. <laughs> like, even explaining it, I'm on a roller coaster right now. <laughs> As are most, though. Nobody just has, like, this, like, perfect streamlined story. Like, that's right? what makes a story is there's ups and downs and, like, you know, somebody, you know, crashes and burns here and then they rise to the top and it's – that's just how they are. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. And I feel like that's a thing – with social media and even just like being a blogger is to someone from the outside like it may look like it's like sunshine and rainbows and this happened overnight and you know what I mean like it's it's all pretty and there's nothing you know more to the exterior which is so not true (laughs) 
right so, so much work time effort creative thought planning organization pitching like I mean yes. it's unreal it's unreal well so then how did you get into like what prompted you to start Cincinnati bloggers community so when I started blogging and doing these things and like take going to events or you know going to places taking my kids um I kind of like was like is there anyone else is anyone else blogging and doing this in Cincinnati and I um made great friends with someone who did her own t-shirt shop in Columbus so that's um about like an hour or so up north from us in Ohio and she reached out to me and was like I'm making these t-shirts and I want to send you some like will you take pictures and put them on your Instagram and I'm like a sucker for a graphic tee that says anything. <laughs> so I was like, um, yes, like this is my wardrobe anyway. So she invited me up to Columbus for like a photo shoot with a bunch of other Columbus bloggers. So seeing them like really sparked that in me, seeing all these bloggers together, like everyone was just like so rise by lifting others and like community over competition. And I was just like, I want to do this. And like, I want more girls here in Cincinnati. Like, I want to figure out who is blogging here. So Layla, which is now my neighbor and my husband's cousin's wife, <laughs> was my just friend at the time. And um, she started blogging. So her and I just thought it was just us. We were like, we're the only people in Cincinnati blogging. Like, that's what it felt like when you would look on social media. So we created a Cincinnati Bloggers Instagram account as like a bat signal out there to be like, who are you? Are there any other Cincinnati bloggers? And then it just really snowballed from there. Wow. And we found out we were not the only ones. That's super cool. And so what kind of like events would you do? Um, a lot of times what happens is myself or Layla will be working with a brand. Um, our first ever event was at Barcode, which is like a bar studio here in Cincinnati. And the owner is incredible. We love her so much. And she was just like, how can we like spread the word about Barcode? And we decided to have some girls come in to do a class. And then we had food and drinks after there in the studio and it was just so nice it's so nice to just get all these girls together especially off of the app like off of instagram and see people in real life that you talk to via like dms and it's just such a feel-good feeling and then to see them lift up that business as well like mm -hmm. the owner of that business is like a mom you know she is just trying to run this studio and make a living for herself so a way that everyone can really just help everyone totally that's super cool you're actually giving me like major inspo vibes i'm like oh who in like the la area can i go <laughs> support you know yes that's just such like an entrepreneurial like mind though like i feel like you just like naturally have that and like not everybody would just think of something like that so that's super awesome and probably part of the reason why you're such a successful blogger <laughs> you're so sweet i really just love like brainstorming and like it's like my i don't know i can't like turn it off if i'm like i, I think i just really have a passion for small businesses and i think that all stemmed from working at the magazine mm -hmm. and like seeing them be like i can't even afford this ad in this magazine you know what I mean? But I need exposure. And totally. that's where, like, 
yeah, I just love it. I'm always like, ooh, how can we, mm-hmm. you know, bring awareness? And that's just, it gets my, like, juices going. Oh, my God, I oh, love yeah. it. That's so cool. Oh, well, on that same note, though, I know that you guys recently, like, made an announcement that, like, you weren't sure where the direction of Cincinnati Bloggers was going, and you guys had kind of taken a short break from it, and... Like, there might have been, like, a few hiccups within the group or something like that. So, are you able to, like, elaborate more on what happened or, like, what what that's all about? Yes. Um, We might need a part two episode (laughs) (laughs) of this, like, a whole Cincinnati Bloggers episode. I'm just kidding. Um, It was just, I I don't know. I think it just kind of, like, blew Layla and I away when, like, we first started this. Like, we we don't get paid for anything that we do like this is all out of the goodness and kindness of our hearts and we put a lot of time and energy and you know to all of this but um like we would have events and ask people to fill out like a link um a questionnaire like if you want to attend and so we can have all their information and invite them and then after the event you know everyone's posting about it and people would be like in our dms like I wanted to come to this or how could I have come like you didn't invite me and like those kind of things and I'm just like like it just made it like really weird and it's like we were trying everything possible to make it like fair you know for people to if you want to attend like fill out this link we would share what was happening and it just got really I don't even know like we would do like a giveaway like Layla and I did a giveaway with another blogger um for like a local shopping center and this one girl dm'd me and was like I wonder what made them choose you like to be a part of the you know to partner with them and like Layla went to an event that she was invited to like we didn't even you know like we had nothing to do with it she was just invited and the girl like dm'd her and like got an attitude about like why she wasn't invited that's so weird it was really weird and Layla and I like (laughs) we didn't know how to like (laughs) I don't know I'm like we're not in high school I don't know how to deal with this and like on another level too like as we grew like this is a professional thing and when a business is reaching out to us and asking us to bring you know bloggers in to come create content and post about it I feel like there's a lot of like background stuff that people don't know about bloggers and if these girls were like paying for likes or follows like I don't feel comfortable inviting you to come work with this event when it's like fraudulent you know what I mean organic it's yeah it's like we want this to work that way like these businesses can really understand and appreciate how well working with bloggers and influencers work Mm -hmm. well and I think that's kind of the funny thing about social media, whether you're a blogger or a podcaster or an influencer or whatever the hell you're doing online where you have a platform, there are tons of people that are faking it. They're either, you know, you'll, you'll find somebody who has 20,000 followers and there's like 10 likes on their posts and you're like, okay, well, obviously that's not real. And it's so easy to spot. Like, I feel like once you know what you're looking for, it's like so easy to spot and it would be always be those people who would be like 
oh my gosh, I want, I wasn't invited or I can't mm-hmm. do this, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, have you looked in the mirror? I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Like the balls on these people yeah. <laughs> to like not even be real and yeah. want something. I don't know. The like moral code of everything. You know what I mean? Like ha- of people who don't have morals, it's like it blows my mind. And I'm like, you are faking all of this. You've paid yeah. for likes and followers. And then the audacity of you to like accept payment or a free product from a brand to push it out yeah. to your audience that's not even real like I'm like how do you sleep at night (laughs) well and you know what it is we work really hard because we know what we want and we have streamlined goals and we have passions and we want we want to see real success we want to know that all of the hard work that we've been put into this actually resulted in real organic success and so you know for somebody who is a blogger or whatever platform they have has faked their success none of it's real or organic and is barking up a tree at you saying fuck you for not inviting me to this huge partnership opportunity and i'm not gonna profit but you get to and it's like yeah bitch that's how this shit fucking rolls it's like right you can fake it that's what i wanted to say but i'm too like kind that i'm like um well (laughs) but i really want to be like me and layla just vent to each other where we get it out and we're like what the fuck (laughs) yeah but you know what though is that those people who don't want to put in the work and they just want favors to come at them they don't get those favors because people like you and layla who are hard-working business bitches can catch that shit in a moment's notice and say, hey, you know, like, I appreciate that this is like the the path that you want to go in life. That's great. But you aren't fit for this campaign because you haven't proven that you have an audience of dedicated, loyal people who will purchase this product or who will benefit this company that we're supporting. And so why would you be a part of this? Absolutely. I don't know. I'm like, I'm not obviously the gatekeeper of bloggers we absolutely love and adore like everyone and support everyone and like my dms are always open i'm people who are asking like how do you get started or how do i do this like i'm always sharing my information i love like building other people up but it's like when it comes to attacking me because i'm not serving you enough or because you can't like put in the work on your side that's where i'm just like i shut down yeah it's not worth it and that's not what you're here for you're trying to create a community of hard-working bloggers who are here to support other small businesses and you're also here to support each other and provide each other yes. positive feedback support uh like a community friendship and you know you don't want people like that in your group anyway like yeah and i think that's where it was just like like hard to turn like tune out the negativity Mm-hmm. And it was actually funny because it was um, February of this year. Layla was like, I want to get together and um, get drinks. And I was like, oh, okay, I got something real big I got to tell her. But I didn't realize that she had something real big she was going to tell me. <laughs> so we get to the bar and she orders us both a drink. And we sit down and then I handed her the drink she bought me. And I was like, this is actually for you. I was like, I'm pregnant. Well, first of all, I didn't say that. I was like, this is for you. I was like, I can just drink. I can only drink water right now. And then she was like, shut up. She was like, say it. Tell me. (laughs) So then I'm telling her that I'm pregnant. And then she was like, oh, 
shoot, I wanted to tell you that I don't want to do Cincinnati bloggers anymore. <laughs> and I was like, um, okay. <laughs> so yeah, we were just like, wow. And then the next month it was like coronavirus. <laughs> right. So do you, do you think it's over for good or do you guys just need a break and like regroup in a little bit? Like, what do you think the future is there? I think that maybe just with time, like it's a learning experience for Layla and I as well. Like to be able to like dodge all of that stuff and not take it personal or not feel like we're really like hurting someone's feelings if like we don't even respond to a crazy DM or you know what I mean? Like we don't even have to entertain that. So I think that it's been just a really big learning experience for Layla and I and we've kind of been like secretly like excited that we have not hosted any events this year. Well, so I kind of wanted to transition because I know this year you made a huge decision where you left your piece of shit job and you took on blogging full time. Yeah. So crazy. This year has been wild. Like, like I said, my whole blogging journey has been a roller coaster ride. I think that the past like couple months have just been like nonstop, like loop de loops (laughs) of the journey. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Just like I said, like, I'm like, I don't even know, like, how I got here. I'm like, how, how did I get here now? But, um, so after working at that magazine, I applied to a job, which was at a preschool. So I was doing, um, data entry. Like, I was a super, one of those jobs where you just come in, do your work. There's, like, no emotion, no anything. Like, it's just numbers and names and that's that. So that's when I found your podcast working at the school so I could just pop in my headphones and listen to you guys while I'm (laughs) typing away. And it seriously brought me so much joy. And that's why I like binged everything. Like it made me excited to get to work because like being at home and having kids, like I can't listen to podcasts, like just, you know, willy nilly, like I have nothing Mm -hmm. better to do. But when I would be driving into work or get to work, like, I was so excited. I was like, oh, my God, I have another episode to listen to. <laughs> that is so, so cool. seriously, like, watching my favorite show. And then you know how you're excited, like, yeah. do I want to listen to another episode? Or, you know, yep. I, like, couldn't stop. But um, so I was there. And that was just um, – I was blogging while I was there. So it was nice to have a job that, like, you don't have to, like, bring home. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it was a job where I can clock out come home and then I'm D dots and it was actually funny because I came to work one day with a brand new car I was working with Toyota and um I got to test drive like their brand new car for like a week and my boss was like what the heck like did you get a new car and I'm like no um actually so Toyota um sent me this car and then I'm gonna write about it and share how I like it and she was like what the heck and I was so mad I didn't want to tell anyone in there that like I was a blogger because I feel like no one gets it like I don't know especially maybe like the older generation yeah totally like it's a very weird thing I remember when I first told my dad like my goal is to blog full-time like that's gonna be my job and he was just like okay yeah sure (laughs) (laughs) you keep dreaming (laughs) So, yeah, I just, I didn't want to talk about that. I didn't want to share it. And my boss became, like, my biggest fan. She was so obsessed. She'd be like, yes, girl, get that car. Like, get that money. And when she would see me, like, um, you know, like, on Facebook. 
and see my posts like she would be sitting behind me and then see it scrolling and be like oh my gosh look at you like it felt really good so it made me sad that like I held back and like didn't want anyone to know Mm -hmm. because it really like she loved it and it brought her so much joy for me to share things and I would just yeah I would share like the kids or you know and she loved it so yeah I feel like I'm just kind of like a like hold back kind of person yeah and I'm like eh I don't know. I'm kind of embarrassed, but this is this is what I like to do. I like to share my life. <laughs> well, it's like, and I think I totally in the exact same way. And um, I think it's because, you know, the standard, the status quo, the expectation is that we just like work jobs and like it. What's what's like prideful in our society is people that work jobs, have a great title, and make a fantastic yeah. salary, and like that's what's mm-hmm. considered the elite. And so when you're like, oh well, actually, like I have this really creative project that I'm super passionate about and it actually doesn't yeah. really have anything to do with my career or my annual salary it's actually just something that like is super meaningful to my heart spirit and soul people are like what the fuck <laughs> like, yes wait what you have that and it so it doesn't make any sense <laughs> no and they're just kind of like okay and you get a weird reaction out of people yeah and you when you start to recognize that even like the first three times you tell people and you get that response you kind of coil up and you're like okay maybe I shouldn't be proud of this or I shouldn't be talking about this I mean I've experienced this countless times with my podcast I have a podcast where I talk about women in history why (laughs) can we like can we normalize like being creative because I feel like it's looked down as like such a weird thing what the heck? Like, can creative people, like, live? Can we live? We have to. I mean, like, I mean, we're going to live regardless, but we need to start feeling empowered to, like, talk about it and talk about it with conviction. Be like, yeah, this is what I do. It brings me so much happiness in my life. In fact, way more happiness than any corporate career I've ever had. 100%. Like, this is the path I'm going to take. Yeah, sure. It might be a little bit harder than, like, the, the you know, the conventional conservative path, the expected path. But, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to figure it out and it's gonna be great and people are like oh okay and it sucks because (laughs) a lot of times you won't get that recognition until you're like booming successful but yeah one day you're gonna be booming successful and you're gonna be throwing up middle fingers so (laughs) (laughs) well so how has it been working full-time as a blogger in the pandemic at home with all of your kids and your husband you have a newborn baby that just graced the planet what (laughs) last month Yes. Okay, so... Six weeks today. So I want to know a couple of things. How is it what I already just described, but then part two is what the fuck was it like giving birth in a hospital during the coronavirus? Okay, so so let's just start with like the beginning of this year. So January, I got offered what I thought was like my dream job. So I was working at the school and just, like I said, clocking in, you know, showing up. Like, it wasn't fulfilling me at all. So I got offered this job um, at a research, like, marketing company. And I was going to be running their influencer campaigns and their email marketing. Like, I was, like, in over my head. Like, I didn't go to college for all of this. Everything I've learned is self-taught. But, like, they saw something in me and offered me this job. So I was so excited. I was like, this is it. This is my big break. I'm going to leave this school that, you know, has a great retirement system, great pay, and I'm going to take a leap into this job. And 
I was not even, I hadn't even left the school yet. And I was doing some small things for this company and I was getting red flags from my direct manager. Um, just like the way he spoke to me and um, the way we had conversations about things. And I put them aside because I think I just really wanted it so bad that I was like, it'll be okay. It'll be fine. Mm -hmm. I didn't even make it a week dealing with this man. And I was like, Derek, I'm going to quit and I'm just going to try blogging full time. And Derek's just like looking at me like, what? (laughs) Like, what just happened? And I was just like crying to him. And I was like, this man is like gaslighting me. He's saying one thing and doing another thing. Like, you know, to get me to accept the job, like it's so flexible. And I'm the type of person where I would like to come in, work early and get home to be with my kids when they get off school. And then that was a problem. And that was, like, my biggest thing. It was, like, if this isn't going to be what you said it was and I'm not dealing with this toxic masculinity, I was, like, peace out. I'm just going to try to do my own thing. And thankfully, I have such a supportive husband who is also, like, a super creative like me where I think he can really see, like, the future and everything. And he was just like, okay, well, if you say it's going to happen, then – it's going to happen. Make it work. So that was that. February came and we found out we were pregnant. So that was and like. this was after you had quit your job? Yes. So I quit oh my, my job. God. And I'm like, and like, when I quit my job, like, it wasn't like cushy financially. You know what I mean? It's not like we were like, oh, my husband makes enough money where we can make this work. No, this was totally me, like, jumping off a diving board into the deep end. (laughs) But I was like, I'm going to swim and I'm going to make it work. I'm so confident. And then we find out that we're pregnant. And then it's, like, dollar signs on the pregnancy test. Because it's like, oh, my my gosh, this is expensive. This is more money. But we were so excited, so thrilled. I don't know if you saw the video of me surprising Derek with the news. I don't <laughs> did think you ever I, see that. No, I don't think I did. So I ended up filming his reaction because I knew, like, we've had the conversation of, like, do we have a third child or not? Um, and he was always like, no, I think two is fine. We're good. And I was always like, I just want one more. I feel like <laughs> there's someone out there that I haven't met yet that's mine. I was like, I can't explain it to you, but I just feel like, there, it's going to happen. There's someone else out there. And um, with my middle son, so my previous pregnancy, it was really traumatic. And we both almost died. Oh and God. I think that really, like, stung with Derek with, like, the trauma of, like, almost losing us. And he didn't want to have another child again. But it happened. Oh <laughs> we went God. out in January for <laughs> Layla's birthday. <laughs> So we blame Layla. Oh. <laughs> she had like a wig night. Oh and, my god, that is hysterical. Yeah. Whoa. So we, we were parents out partying too hard. And, and then a month later, <laughs> another <Oopsies>. baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Well, I totally understand his hesitation. That's really, really yeah. hard to be like, and I did no, too. not again, you know? Yeah, but I'm such a, like, positive, positive, yeah. positive that I'm like, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll yeah. be great. 
So wild. So then you had this, you were pregnant, you didn't have a job yet, and you're like, all right, I'm going to be a full-time blogger. And then, so I imagine you had to get to work ASAP and start figuring out, like, partnerships and campaigns. Is like, is that how it works? Yeah. And so then after February, we all know March happened, and it was the pandemic. You know, the quarantine and everything happening. And my first thought was like, okay, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And then I really... I think it took me like a day or two to think about it. And I was like, these businesses are going to be freaking out and their marketing dollars are going to be spent elsewhere or held on to. So I was like, this is not good. What am I going to do? And I was working with a partner at the time, which was actually um, the California Council for Carrots. So I was working with carrots, like the (laughs) carrot. Like the number one carrot? It's like the carrot. (laughs) Like I was like... I don't know why I absolutely love carrots but I just thought this was like the coolest thing I was like I am working with like carrot the carrot of all I'm working with a carrot right now I'm I loved it this was amazing and I was on my final step of this like large campaign and they actually pulled the plug on it because they were like we can't even like gauge the sales of carrots because the pandemic everyone's just buying everything Oh, yeah. And that was kind of like my oh shit moment. That was like, oh my gosh, like, how am I going to make this work? And to be 100% completely honest with you, through everything, I feel like in my life, my biggest thing is just having like blind faith that like the next thing is just around the corner. Like, you just have to like have faith that it'll be there. And that's how I got through this whole year. Like, something else came around the corner every time. That's so crazy. And what's so crazy is, like, how I said, like, financially, like, taking this step, like, was hard work. Like, it wasn't, you know, we we didn't have a nest egg or anything. And when I was, like, working at the school, like, I would be, like, scrounging dollars out of my, like, car um, console, you know what I mean, to, like, put gas in my car so I could go to work or, like, skip lunch. Like, that's the way, like that was rolling working 40 hours a week and I'm like now I'm not working 40 hours a week I'm working for myself and I have money like you know like dollars like sitting around the house and I'm not scrounging them like it blows my mind like corporate America like what like situations you can be in oh yeah still like spend all of your time working and not have enough money oh 100 percent I mean I'm six years into working in corporate America and I barely was just able to convince my employer to start paying me above entry level salary. Six like what years. in the world? <laughs> like how are we all supposed to survive? Six years. I'm in LA. <laughs> like are you fucking high? Like what right? do you what do you want me to do? Do I have to have 14 roommates to be able to pay my rent? Like, oh my gosh, like this new is? girl it up in here. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane to me. Um It really is. That was like the biggest like I don't know, just like thinking back on it and I was like, "Oh my god, like sometimes I would be scrounging until payday." And I'm like, "Now, like I've paid off like almost all of my debt. I paid off my car this year." Hell yeah. And it's just like I don't know. It was just like this whole year I've never felt like, oh my gosh, I did the wrong thing. I've been well, like, okay, this is where I'm it, supposed to be. It was, yeah. And especially having the baby too. Then it's like, it was just crazy. Like March, the kids didn't go back to school. So then I they had to stay home anyway. So I was like, well, it's a good thing I did quit because 
I can be home with my kids. Mm-hmm. It's just weird how everything happens. That's everything really happens awesome. for a reason. And I just feel like you really do just have to have that faith that like the next thing is around the corner and it'll always Absolutely. show up. Absolutely. Oh my God. Well, that's so awesome. Like how cool has this all played out for you like I'm telling you like when I think about like me last year listening to your podcast at work like that being my like only saving grace to like get me through the day and then look at me now here and I'm like talking to you it's it life is a total trip and it really is I'm just it's so exciting this is seriously so cool and I'm so happy for you and your family and oh my god I'm just it's so exciting Thank you. Kicking ass, (laughs) taking names. Look at you. And like, I really feel really good about next year too. I, I took my last job. Like, I don't have any more like paid jobs lined up for the rest of this year. So I'm like, oh, what's gonna happen? But you just have to have that faith that like, Mm -hmm. all right, the next time I check my email, something's gonna be in there. It's like you have to manifest it that it's gonna be okay. You're gonna figure it out. Well, so how did it go with giving birth and? in the hospital this year it's a complete shit show it actually wasn't I was very nervous I was so nervous but I was definitely thinking that all this would be over by October so like in March when I was pregnant and I'm seeing people give birth like in the thick of the beginning of it I was just like oh my gosh I'm gonna have to wear a mask like what if my husband can't be there like it was definitely really scary to think about but I was like oh by October it'll be fine and as you can see, <laughs> we are not fine. <laughs> no. We are far from fine. <laughs> Wait, was your husband able to be there with you? He was. Oh, so, thank God. Thank God he was. My mom was not, and she was not happy about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, that was really hard. But it ended up being so great. So the last, like, week of my pregnancy, I started having like really really bad anxiety so we were doing my um, previous pregnancy was a c-section so that was emergency c-section and i wanted to do a v-back this time which is a vaginal like delivery after a c-section and i was like positive it was going to be fine and the last week of my pregnancy i just had like the absolute worst anxiety and like I would think, like, I wasn't feeling him kick enough or, like, I would just have this gut feeling that, like, I wasn't going to meet him. Like, something was going to happen. And I went to my doctor's appointment with my midwife and I love her to pieces. And she just, like, held my hand and she was like, we can schedule a C-section. It's okay. Like, you know, it's all okay. And she was like, everything's fine. And I was just like, okay, let's do it. And we scheduled the C-section for the next morning. So I'm on the phone with her at like 7 p.m. at night and trying to get this scheduled. And we ended up scheduling it for the very next morning at 7.30 a.m. So it's like I got off the phone and like looked at Derek like, we're going to have a baby tomorrow. Like, what the heck? And then we're like scrounging to like figure out what we're doing with our kids and, you know, making sure we have everything like ready to roll. But um, yeah, it made me feel really good like that it was actually planned. Like that we knew like, okay, we're going tomorrow we can, you know, send the kids off to grandparents' house. And I think it's definitely one of those things that, like, looking back, it's, like, it all worked out the best way it ever could. Mm -hmm. And my midwife got to be there with us. 
and she made me feel like my mom was there like she had my phone and she was taking pictures for us and everything like she was talking to Derek and I almost like distracting us from like what was even happening and it just felt really good and this new birthing center that we got to go to was literally like a hotel stay (laughs) like I felt like I was like Beyonce having a baby I was like dang this is how she like this is how she does it it was so amazing it was so awesome so yeah, it nice. all, it all was really really great. Oh my god, that's amazing! And how was your little baby? Oh my gosh, I love him so much. <laughs> is I it like... so nice having a little newborn around? <laughs> it really is. I feel like because my other children are nine and seven, like it's been so long, it's like brand new. But I love him. Oh my gosh, like I freak out, and I'm always like, Derek, do you ever just look at him and just want to scream because <laughs> you love him so much? And he's like yeah (laughs) I'm like no but like really (laughs) so well what is it like so if your kids are having to do school at home and you have the newborn are you just juggling everything and you're working and you're blogging and you're landing partnerships and shit like that like yes it definitely like the first week that Derek went back to work I was like a crying mess and I was just like oh my god like system overload like this is way too much and I finally feel like I'm in the groove, like, now that we're, like, six weeks deep. Some days are harder than others, but I feel like the biggest advice I actually found was on TikTok. A mom was just, like, I love TikTok. Like, we could do a whole episode on TikTok also. Everybody is obsessed with TikTok. It's so great. It's such a great positive, like, space. I feel like I learned so much. I've learned more on TikTok than I ever did, like, my whole life going to school. I don't get it. But this sweet mom was on there and she was saying, like, don't expect your life to be normal for, like, the first month of your baby's life. Like, the first month after giving birth. Like, you're going to be lying in bed. Like, you're not going to get anything done. And that's okay. Like, you have to accept it. And then she also said, like, to wake up every morning. And I think this really can resonate with anyone, especially right now being in, like, the situations we are. But wake up in the morning and start your day and decide, like, is it going to be a survival day or a productive day? And when you can, like, start your day off in that mindset, I feel like you really don't have to, like, meet crazy expectations or anything and let yourself down. Totally. And I know that was really important to me. Like, back again, like, being a Virgo, I love that, like, we're, like, the same person. But, like... (laughs) It's like you thrive off of like being productive and having a clean space and getting things done. So when like the house is a mess and like I'm just like bouncing back and forth and like can't get anything done, it makes me like crazy. Yeah. So I think, yeah, managing my expectations is the only way I can get through it. I feel, yeah, I'm totally the same way. Um, I start to like get bad anxiety when shit's like not in order. (laughs) yes you can't can't get anything like for me like I can't get any like blogging or like work done if my house is a mess so then it's like I have to clean the house and then you sit down to start working and then everyone in your house has made it a mess again (laughs) you know what though I imagine that like the fact that your other two children are so much older like is probably a huge relief because they really aren't is. really you know they aren't like three and four where they're like mommy 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 I mean I'm sure they're still mommy mommy at their ages yes but at least you could be like hey I need you to go run into the kitchen and grab this or do this like yeah they're, they're much... definitely like my little runners like where I'm like oh my gosh will you go grab me this please please I love you forever yeah <laughs> oh my god that's probably a huge relief and like 
They're it also is. a little bit older so they can understand, like, all right, you know, I'm a kid, but also mom needs help. And, like, I can start really owning my growth and my maturity by, like, stepping yeah. in and taking a little responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. They're so great. Like, I really couldn't ask for better boys. I'm so excited. I know that this year has been, like, super hard, but, like, looking at the silver lining in it, like, I've got to spend so much extra time with them. I feel like all of the, like, good, fun moments, I hope those are going to be the ones that, like, stick with them when they look back on this crazy year Mm -hmm. to think, like, oh my gosh, like, we had this baby or, like, we... My kids are so funny. Like, tonight we had dinner and they planned it as, like, a party before. (laughs) So they turn on, like, the, um, my husband has one of those, like, crazy, like, lights, like, techno, you know, mm, that, like, go with the beat. Ball? No, it's, like, the light where it's, like, red, green, blue. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, like, they they set that up, and they turn that up, and they get out his little, like, um, like, DJ turntables and pretend, like, they're playing the music for the night. And Trevor's like, what would you like to drink? And, like, got out our little, like, champagne flutes. And so we drank, like, our Sprite with our champagne flutes tonight for dinner. And they, like, cleaned up after everything. This is the fun that we get to create, like, in this quarantine. We have all gone crazy. That is super fun. Oh, my God. They pick the playlist. Like... Kids definitely keep things entertaining, that's for sure. I imagine it's there's very rarely a boring evening in your household. Oh my gosh, there's not. <laughs> they absolutely love to talk. Like I don't think that they've stopped talking since March sixteenth or whatever day that was that I've that they came home from school and never went back. Um yeah. They just talk and talk and talk. But oh my God. Derek and I are just like, Oh yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> Okay, well, I feel I totally meant to talk to you about this earlier and like somehow we got on a roll and (laughs) we glazed (laughs) over it. But back to the blogging and back to like you having epilepsy, I just wanted to Uh like touch on like some of the areas in which, you know, this has either affected your like either ability or confidence or like interest in pursuing certain whether it's career paths or just different areas that you wanted to take blogging because I know that like especially with the podcast in the beginning you were hesitant and I know that you have had other like video uh opportunities where you've been kind of hesitant and just nervous and how epilepsy would like either play a role or have an effect on like you performing in these types of areas and so like for like to be totally honest like I'm not super educated on epilepsy or like how that can actually you know have an effect on somebody's day-to-day life um I know what it is but I don't know what that experience is like and what it like you know how it would affect you and you know being a blogger or partaking in certain partnerships so I would love to know more about that and then obviously of course would love for you to sort of provide any kind of advice to somebody else who's like going through that or experiencing Uh something similar and maybe is a little bit hesitant to kind of like follow their dreams or goals because they're worried that this might hold them back yeah so just like you, like, when I actually, like, got diagnosed with epilepsy, like, I didn't know anything, nothing at all, and I actually have um, temporal lobe epilepsy, so it's, like, your left side brain, 
and I was having partial seizures. So I had no idea that you could even have like a partial seizure. I thought that like epilepsy was like you having like the grand mal seizures that you might see on TV or something. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was having these partial seizures and not understanding like what was happening. It's kind of like hard to describe, but I would kind of get like a weird deja vu feeling. Um, Maybe like while I was talking to someone and feel like, okay, I've had this conversation with them before. And then my brain kind of trails off like, how does this feel familiar? Why does this feel familiar? And it kind of turns into like, I feel like I might get sick or I might pee my pants. Like so weird. And I'm like, what is happening? I don't understand what's going on, but something's wrong. Something's off. So I went to the ER after having like, I think this happened maybe like three times. And the ER doctor was like, you're a tired mom, like, you're okay, like, and sent me on my way to go back home. So I was just like, in my gut, like, no, like, this is weird. Like, I would be brushing my teeth and then think of, like, random things, but then, like, after, have no recollection of, like, what I was trying to think of. Like, it was just so weird, where I was like, something's wrong, something's off. So I ended up putting it on Facebook. Like, I was like, this is how I feel, this is what's happening, like, whatever and um someone that I know that I was friends with on Facebook DM'd me and she was like I work for a neurologist and these are seizures like you're having seizures like you should come in and schedule an appointment so I was like oh my gosh like thankfully you know I put that out on social media because like I had no idea like I was even trying to like google it I think you know and like self-diagnose and had no idea so all that being said, I ended up going to the neurologist, having all of these tests done, and it showed, like, nothing. Like, but what's crazy is, like, the majority of people with epilepsy, like, you wouldn't be able to see it on any type of, like, MRI or any type of test. Like, oh. and it's like, you can't, you can't explain, like, why it happened or where it came from, which is, like, was really hard for me. Like, I wanted answers, like, what was going on. So I got on medication and finally got my seizures under control. But because of those seizures being on your left side brain, that's the side of your brain that takes like your thoughts out into spoken word. So sometimes like I cannot like voice my thoughts out without it sounding like like mush or like stuttering or you know, it just it doesn't it doesn't come out smoothly. And that definitely has made me, like, very self-conscious as far as even you saying, like, do you want to do this podcast? Or (laughs) even me just getting on, like, Instagram stories sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I know what I want to say, but I don't know how to say it. Mm -hmm. And I think most of it's probably, like, in my head, too, where when I've told people that I have epilepsy and I struggle with this, they're like, I would have never known. But I'm like, I analyze everything. Mm-hmm. thinking like oh my gosh I messed this up or that's not what I was that's not what I was thinking mm-hmm, but this totally. but I, I said something different so yeah I learned so much and and that's like when it all happened like I'm very thankful for like my epilepsy journey because that's what had me like start writing and start sharing what was going on totally and like that snowballed into like what my blog is today isn't it so interesting though how things like that could which would typically somebody 
would, you know, be super upset. They'd be like, wait, what the fuck? Like, what do I have? How did this happen? It's happening now? Like, you would just, I would imagine you'd be overwhelmed with just, like, confusion and kind of, like, just feeling upset about it. But, like, to think that it would evolve into, you know, feeling inspired to create a writing platform, which would then become a blog, and now you're full-time blogger, like, what the fuck? (laughs) I know. It's been a crazy, crazy journey. And, like, I think the biggest thing, like, even with, like, you asking me to be on this podcast and, like, I had another, um, like, IGTV Live that someone asked me to do and I was like oh my god like my initial reaction is like no no hell to the no but I type it out in text like yes I would love to <laughs> like you just have to like like get across like just just say yes to something that makes you fearful and that, that definitely took time for me to learn that like that's not something that just happened overnight no but um yeah I and like when I got diagnosed it was like a year after Jackson was born so I had like this brand new baby and like I'm having these like weird seizures and I think what kind of helped me like move past it was like trying to figure out where it came from and I actually went with my dad to see like an all-natural doctor and he thinks that it stemmed from the trauma of my like childbirth with Jackson like almost dying Mm -hmm. um which I talked to my neurologist at the time after, and he said he didn't believe that, but I believed it. And I think that's all I needed where I was like, okay, like I think that is what happened and then move on. Yeah. Wow. That's really crazy. And you know, like I, it's, I'm definitely into more like, how would I put it? Alternative lifestyle is and ideas and perspectives like I'm very big into not just believing what you know a a doctor's manual says and kind of thinking like okay how does my body feel yeah like because I truly believe that we are organisms. We're human beings. We keep our bodies alive. <laughs> There's all these exterior forces happening, experiences that we go through, you know, the mental, the psychological, the physical, they're all related. And to yeah. think that, like, your body wouldn't respond to something, you know, like, I, I feel like people always say, you know, like, listen to what your body's telling you and believe it because it's sending uh-huh. a message. And, that makes sense, you know, to have gone through something so traumatic physically and obviously it affects your emotions. You're not only experiencing physical trauma, but emotionally you're traumatized by it. And then psychologically you're also traumatized by it. And to think that that wouldn't eventually have an, another effect on your physical or your psychological, like it totally makes sense. And it, you know, whether, you know, somebody has, scientifically proven this through their PhD program or not, I think at the end of the day, everybody's situation is individual to themselves and their experiences. And if if it feels right to you, then it's probably right. <laughs> like, Absolutely. I think too that like, even like trauma or like little trauma or even just like the way like we might have grown up in our childhoods, like oh, yeah. really can have effect on us like physically too Mm -hmm. I think that's something that's like underrated or like not looked at is like 
you know, what our, our poor little brains have gone through and then how your body's going to respond to that. Oh, a hundred percent. Well, like what advice do you have for people that are going through something similar, whether they have epilepsy or not, or they just have, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's a medical condition or a physical condition and they, they feel super insecure about it, or they feel like it's standing in the way of like reaching their dreams. Obviously you've experienced having to overcome this to have a platform that you speak on regularly so it is kind of something that you're kind of being forced to overcome and I feel like you're doing it look at you here now it's it's been great so I truly can't believe it I don't think I'm gonna listen to this back though because I'll probably like just pass away (laughs) so (laughs) you can have all you can have your friends tell you how great it was no worries they better um Yeah, I think, like, my biggest piece of advice would be first to, like, give yourself grace. Like, if you're going through something, first, that's just for everyone, like, for all of us, especially, like, after this year, like, we have to give ourselves grace and just understand that we've been through so much and that sometimes it's okay to, like, just be and that's it. Just be. Like, lay in your bed, binge watch TV, do the minimum. Like, that's okay. But I think at the same point, like, if something comes up as an opportunity to you and it seems like it's going to be challenging, that you just have to say yes. Because sometimes I think the greatest thing can be on the other side of that fear, where it's Mm -hmm. you holding yourself back. It's your mental, like, it's your fear. Like, that's not a real, like, you'll be okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I... And I mean, I think even your story in general is proof that like taking a risk and doing something out of your comfort zone could literally evolve into a full life that you never even thought was possible to achieve. And yet you did because you took that risk. Absolutely. That in itself. Like having your like figuring out like what actually means the most to you. Like what do you want? And like for me, like working at a job that's you know just the nine to five 40 hours a week and climbing a ladder like doesn't do it for me like that was not it I wanted to be at home with my kids I want to spend the most time I can with them but also pursue my creative outlet and like I love talking to other people I love connecting with other people and I love when I can share something even if it's something that's like my epilepsy journey and then other people say oh my gosh I did not know that you had epilepsy I have it or my sister has it or Mm -hmm. you know something like that um like that's what like gets me going and that's what I love and I think finding that for yourself like no matter who you are and then just like taking the steps to get there like even if they're baby steps and it doesn't happen overnight like you just have to have faith that like you'll get there and move in that direction. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I feel ya. I feel ya. That's fantastic advice. I love it. Um, and then the burning question of the evening. What does sisterhood mean to you? Sisterhood means community over competition. Like we're, there's enough room for everyone here at the table. Everyone has a seat. Like you don't have to tear other people down to bring yourself up. I think that's, like, the biggest thing that I've learned, like, with blogging. Like, there's so many great women out there that I connect with that, like, it's just, like, nonstop, like, building each other up. And it's, like, that's how we all move forward. 
100%. Like, no one's going to get anywhere if you treat anyone, like, any other way than with kindness. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that, like, there's definitely always this natural insecurity of feeling like, you know, other people might be dimming my spotlight because they're just as good or better than maybe what I'm doing. And it can be fearful because you're kind of like, that is literally what competition is. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, especially in the year that we live in, the unbelievable amount of opportunities that are out there. It's like people are very more than capable of shining their fucking bright ass lights side by side. Yes. And per- e- even pursuing the same exact goals. Like, it, it, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't mean that if they win, you lose. And so, absolutely. And you know, maybe at one point in time that was actually true. <laughs> like, yeah, when life was not nearly <laughs> as wild as it is now, when opportunities were very few and far in between. Yeah, that was competition was a real thing. But like today, I feel like we're so lucky to live in a world where we really, we really don't have to compete on the level of tearing each other down or fear being fearful of each other because there's so much room for everybody to succeed and i i love that and also just like when has it ever benefited anybody to tear other people down it's just right i don't, you don't get win it with that and that's where it's like i think sometimes i can take that personal and i think that's what happened with like cincinnati bloggers and layla and i but at the end of the day like that's something going on with that person who's attacking you and not you like that's their problem like they're projecting something onto you absolutely Oh, I love it. Well, I am so excited. I absolutely loved our conversation tonight. This is the first time that you and I have had a real live conversation, which is so cool. I feel like we've been like on, we've been like AIM instant messenger friends for years now, yes. but it's a fish, Does a fish now. do this? Like I'll tell Derek <laughs> all the time, like, okay, so my friend said, and my friend said this, and my friend did this. Oh my God. My friend shared this. Y'all, I don't even know most of you guys in real life, but to Derek, like, you are all my friends. And Derek would be like, who? <laughs> and then I'm like, and I have to, like, backtrack and be like, um, well, uh, on Instagram. Right. Yeah, I'm the same way. I was like, I told my boyfriend the other day, I was like, babe, I have friends in India. Yes. Like, what do you have to say about that? <laughs> <laughs> what have you done with your life? <laughs> I'm telling uh, you, like, it is so great, like, being alive here in 2020 like I know this right. year has been absolutely nuts but even to just get on here and like FaceTime with people like I'm it, it's so great that this all happened in this year because can you yeah. imagine if it was like 2004 no <laughs> I honestly think it's gonna be really interesting next year to like look back and like really evaluate how much people accomplish in their own individual lives like mm-hmm. the things that people launched started created yes you know I have the, loved seeing that i've seen i'm seeing it through everybody almost every single person i have had on my everyday woman segment started what they were doing at the beginning of this year when corona began and they're yeah. i mean what they've accomplished in eight nine months is unbelievable i have absolutely loved like seeing everyone on social media like share all their new hobbies and like their new thing that they're into and 
like all these businesses, all these small businesses being started and thriving. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. loving it. Yeah. And also just like the interest of the regular everyday person to want to support them, to want to help them. This like yes. sudden like love for your community and being like, we won't go down. Our businesses won't go down. Our restaurants won't go down. Yes. Our waiters won't go down. Like everybody is kind of like jumped to the front lines and been like, we're going to do what we can to keep our society alive, our community, our neighbors and that's just it's really great well Shelby I want you to tell our listeners how they can stay in touch where can they find your Instagram and your website and your blog and all of that fun stuff yes so it's all pretty much the same it's d dots d-d-o-t-t-s but on social media it's with an underscore so d-d-o-t-t-s underscore ddots.com is my blog And I would love for you guys to come find me on Instagram and then like DM me and then we can be friends and I can tell Derek about all my cool new friends. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Because we're going to be friends in real life. A hundred percent. We absolutely are going to be friends in real life. And then hopefully you can kick out some of those disgruntled bloggers and add in a few new positive people who want to just bring light into your life and maybe your community if you guys end up moving forward with it but yeah new friends that's what we're doing here sisterhood it's all about building and supporting and just creating positive engagement i love it peace love and positivity only absolutely (laughs) well thank you so much for coming on the podcast thank you so much for asking me our first fan and now you're here (laughs) on everyday woman it's so cool it's so full circle (laughs) i love it i'm just like in awe (laughs) thank you so much for asking me of course and everybody else thank you again for tuning in i hope you enjoyed this episode as i mentioned earlier tell all of your friends tell your mom and your grandma post it on social and don't forget to call in we have a podcast phone number and you can actually be featured on the podcast you can submit your women of the week you can just call and say hi and tell me where you're from and how you learned about the show and i want to feature your voice on the podcast so please call in all right guys well next week we'll have another women in history episode and until then keep drinking wine and empowering all your female friends because they fucking rock and i will see you guys later bye